In a world where standing six feet apart is recommended, Podcasticon rose from the ashes in January of 2021 for the first audio-only pop culture convention. Well, fear not. This summer, Retrofied Magazine and Podcasticon present Blockbuster, a one-day-only convention where guests and podcast hosts come together to talk about the movies and experiences that we all love. There will be panels about blockbuster movies and even a parade. Follow at PodcastCon on Instagram and Twitter and subscribe to PodcastCon on all podcasting platforms. Retrofied Magazine and PodcastCon present Blockbuster on July 3rd, 2021. The one-day audio-only pop culture convention to end all one-day audio-only pop culture conventions. Welcome to the TB Toy Cast, where Travis and Brian talk all things toys from the past, the present, and the future. Ugh, that's all we need, another podcast where a bunch of nerds talk about toys. Enjoy the show! <laughs> you gotta love new WWF figures with real wrestling action. Jake the Snake Roberts versus the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase. Yeah. DiBiase lands a million dollar punch. Match Hulk Hogan against the Macho King Randy Savage. Oh, yeah, my elbow smash will finish Hogan guaranteed. Hogan slams him again. Match Andre the Giant against the Ultimate Warrior. Andre will squash the Ultimate Maniac. WWF figures so close to the real thing, it's like being in the ring. Ladies and gentlemen, it is that time once again. For the TB Toy Cast, my name is Brian, and joining me in this adventure down the toy aisle is my good friend Travis. Travis, how's it going today, man? It's going. Uh, you know, weather's nice. Things are things are looking good. Uh, got a little spring fever, so spring fever. Things are looking good. Spring fever. That's uh, that's always a good thing to hear. Um, this is a great episode. I'm I'm incredibly excited. Because we are talking about WWF Hasbro Series 1. That's what you picked on our last episode. I must say, hell of a good pick, man. Thank you, thank you. I, I'm excited. I've thought about it. You know, that that Series 1, I've got, you know, a couple, couple good stories about that Series 1. And uh, I, uh, I'm excited to, to dive into one of the most historical uh, toy lines. I'd say top top five toy lines of all time. Oh, it's easily up there for, for most anyone that's a wrestling figure fan. It's one of the greatest toy lines ever. And, you know, I still give Hasbro a ton of credit because they could have easily went the, the trend of LJN because that was successful. But they were like, nope, we're going to be completely different. Theirs are tall and rubber. Ours are going to be short and plastic. And... It's kind of crazy to think that they made that drastic of a change and people loved them that much, you know? I agree. And I, I think it's because the just the process of it. They, you know, they brought in Ron Rudat, who had success on G.I. Joe, so he had some great ideas. But also, you know, other than the Attitude Era, that late 80s 
like boom of wrestling was huge. Yes, like was. Hulkamania was on its, you know, the mega powers had just exploded. We had Macho King, Andre the Giant, like it, Demolition, like it was, uh, you know, right in that prime time, uh, my prime time fandom as a kid. Like, and they were all very, I'll use the word toyetic because they all were different and they all were flashy and had colors and it was just, you know, the stars aligned and greatness in a toy line happened. No, I, I completely agree, man. And I think that's what's so interesting. And I think, you know, we, we talked about it before with Mattel announcing the return of retros, which is a weird thing that those even went away as popular as they were. But now Cella Toys is doing a Hasbro-style line. Zombie Sailor's doing a Hasbro-style line. Is this the most iconic toy line of all time? Like, in the sense of, you 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 take it away and bring it back. Because it's not, I mean, maybe people are, but I mean, are, I don't feel like people are clamoring for other toy lines like this. Because it was just, there was something so special about those those Hasbros, man. I, I think so. Like, you know... Jeremy Padauer, back in the Jack's Classics days, uh, tried to redo LJN. Those weren't very widely accepted. Right. Uh, heck, the Young Bucks, a year or two ago, released an official LJN two-pack, and that kind of went over like a fart in church. Um, I remember being disappointed because I thought that was going to lead to like more of those, and it never happened. Yeah, I was thinking, we got the Bucks, like... We're going to get Kenny. We're going right. to get Cody. We're going to get the rest of the elite and nothing. Um, yeah. But I, I do think that, uh, especially among wrestling fans, and then, like I said, even among toy collectors, uh, you know, I know Jeff and Scott say that one of the most iconic toys is that Hogan LJN. I think every kid that grew up in the late 80s, early 90s, every kid had that Series 1 Hulk Plex Hulk Hogan. Yeah. And 9 out of 10 of them, you know, if you didn't have, if you had two wrestlers, it was Macho and Hogan. And you wrestled as the Mega Powers. And I think, you know, not just for wrestling fans, but in toy collectors in general, those two toys or those two figures were must-haves and, and mainstays in most uh, action figure collectors' collections. No, I, I agree, and I've told this story on Fully Posable before. I remember I was at a Walmart, and my mom was getting like her oil change there, and she would do that because instead of having to wait at the dealership or the oil change place, you could shop, you know, kind of while you waited. So it was kind of a good idea, although I don't know how good of an idea it is to change your oil at Walmart necessarily, but be that as it may. We were there, and of course I'm like, can I go look at the toys? Can I look at the toys? And you know, I'm like four or five at this point, so there was definitely no going by yourself type of thing. And I remember she was like, okay, at the end we'll go look at the toys. And I just, you know, that's just like, oh, oh I, I want to go look at the toys, you know. And I, <laughs> and I remember I, I saw an end cap. And I saw that blue card and that iconic WWF logo. And I just dead ran over to them. And I was just like, new wrestlers, new wrestlers. And like, it didn't even, 
phase me the fact that these weren't LJNs. These were half the right. size. They look completely different. It didn't matter. I had to have these. And I was just yep. like, please, can I have one? Please, can I have one? And, you know, of course, I'm wanting Hogan and Warrior, and they didn't have Hogan and Warrior. So I ended up getting Macho Man Series 1, which that was my very first ever Hasbro. And, and you know, at the time, I didn't understand that, like, it did a move because I didn't really look at it that closely. I was just so excited to get it. I opened it up, and all of a sudden, I pull his hands up, and they come down real fast. And I'm like, ooh, like, <laughs> that is awesome. And it, there was just something so special about about those Hasbro figures, man. They were truly like, I vividly remember that because of how much I love those figures. And, and we'll kind of get, and into that this. was the moment that Brian Breaker wanted to become a professional wrestler. Pretty much dude. Yeah. Um, and we'll get into this when we eventually discuss Jack's bone crunching action, but I'll never forget finding bone crunch, bone, bone crunching action, excuse me, series one. And realizing in that moment, that means Hasbro's are no more, you know, and they'd been gone for a while, but, it wasn't uncommon to not see them in Walmart, so I just assumed I just hadn't seen any new ones. And um, but I seeing that new toy line kind of made me realize, like, oh, those are done now, and just kind of being sad about it, you know. Yeah, the uh, Shawn Michaels "Tell Me a Lie" starts playing, and pretty much, you, 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 you there's a montage going through your head of all the amazing Hasbro's of, and the three for ten at KB that you should have went and picked up, and. And then there's Shawn Michaels jumping off. Oh, wait, never mind. Wrong, wrong montage. <laughs> well, before we, we, we gush too much over Hasbro's, we got to talk about what we are excited for. And, uh, Travis, I'm going to start, man. Uh, you know, I've talked about it before, but I'm still pretty excited for this uh, Zombie Sailor Heels and Faces line. Of course, we mentioned this earlier. It's, uh, it's the Hasbro-style line from Zombie Sailor. He's always announcing new signings all the time. Most recently, he announced uh, Swoggle, a.k.a. Horn Swoggle, and the Brooklyn Brawler getting his first Hasbro. Um, that one's really cool to me because I'm like, Brooklyn Brawler, like, he, he belongs with the Hasbro Series 1 guys. And, you know, like, he's he's right in that right in that same time, time period, just like Dino Bravo. So that's, I feel like Zombie's doing a good job of signing a bunch of people from a bunch of different eras, and I'm all for it, man. Absolutely. Pause real quick. I'm going to tell you something because I listened to. So Travis had to take a little bathroom break. That happens sometimes when you record these. <laughs> um, I, I know I, I am not a uh, professional broadcast journalist like uh, Bobby Heenan before me. I, uh, I I had to go. My bad. We, we, so we got to stay hydrated so that we don't get dry right. mouth, and then that makes you have to pee. It's the way it goes. But, um, you know, like I was saying with uh, the Zombie Sailor line, um, I know these figures are more premium and more expensive, and I get that, and, I, and I'm sure that will di- discourage some people. But I think the exclusivity of certain guys, this is really becoming a fun line, and I'm here for it, man. He's doing a good job of kind of announcing stuff all the time. I agree. And, uh, you know, another one that I'm looking forward to, he's uh, recently announced uh, King Kong Bundy. Dude, like, how he's cool hitting- is that? That's, you know, we've all joked about the big hunk of rubber that King Kong Bundy is for the LJN. Uh, Can you imagine the uh, tennis ball size piece of hard plastic that we're going to be able to throw and use King Kong Bundy for batting practice for baseball and softball now? Dude, Bundy actually has not had that many figures, I don't think. 
if, uh, if you really think about it, he had, of course, the LJN. Yep. He, he had um, he had a Jax Classic Superstar. He had a Mattel. That one Mattel he exclusive. Also, he also uh, had a. Uh, oh, not San Francisco toy. Yeah, his toy company. Yeah, it was like the Legends, Legends of Pro Wrestling. Yeah, and the the bloody version. Right, but but same figure, but bloody. So um, to me, he falls in that line because he also had that run in '95 where he kind of he probably should have had a Hasbro. So I think he kind of fills that gap, much like Brawler does. Yeah, he's uh, you know, you can have that early '80s, but he looked exactly the same when he had that second run with. The uh, million dollar, what were they called? The, not the, the million, million dollar, dollar corporation. That's what it was. So yeah, when he was with the million dollar corporation and uh, you know doing that, that that's right in the Hasbro line or Hasbro timeline. So uh, definitely uh, excited for that. Um, I. I'm excited for those, but I really would like to know how this is going to work. Are these going to be pre-orders? That's what, from what I understand, it's pre-orders, and I think you can actually pre-order the whole wave. Okay. And so he has revealed wave one will be Matt Cardona, Brian Myers, Sabu, Earl Hebner, and Dino Bravo. Okay, now with Earl, does that do you get two Earls or do you get? I think it's Earl's just, got I think the blue just, shirt. I think it's the the Earl in the blue shirt with the bow tie, if I remember correctly. Uh, and again, I'm not I'm not looking at notes. I'm just kind of going off the top of my head. So that being, you know, said, what's funny about that Earl figure is uh, that's the screw that that's the screw job Earl figure in the blue in the blue one. That's uh, that might be Dave Hebner. But that's from the... Uh, How much was the plastic surgery? <laughs> right. That's the screwed Hogan Earl. And then we've got the zebra stripe screwed Brett. Oh, like, yeah. True. Very true. Poor Earl. Is, uh, that's the screwed figure of the line. It's it's very true. Um, so we do know these might be around the $40 mark. So you can do the math real quick and realize how much 40 times 5 is, probably plus shipping. So... Again, not cheap. Is well, this... we can't hide these because they're not in retail. No, we cannot. Um, is this a pick and choose for you, or is it get the whole wave just because you don't know? Like, what are you thinking on these, man? I I know that I want a handful um, because uh, because Zombie is, is close with with the majors with Matt and uh, Brian, you know, I would like to get those two because, you know, they are, they're figure guys. And I think it's kind of cool. Um, I know Dan Housen is coming out. I want a Dan Housen figure uh, with the announcement of Bundy. I want a Bundy. Uh, Bruiser Brooklyn Brody, Brawler. man. I have to get that one. Yeah. Like Sabu, he's pointing at like, I want them. And, I just, I'm, like I said, I, you know, it's all about pre-orders now, but, you know, when you pre-order something, you pre-order it, but if it gets knocked back, you don't know when that, say, you know, five five figures, 40 bucks, $200 pre-order. 
you really don't know when that's going to ship and when it's going to hit your credit card. And I, you know, I'm not a multimillionaire to where it's like, oh, you know, $200 on my credit card at any given time. It's it's right. not a good thing or a bad thing, but like, you know, a random, oh, hey, the, the, the figures are in. We're going to throw $200. Whoa, 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 wait a minute. Like, I, I'm a very... I'm not gonna lie. Very anal when it comes to my budgeting and my sure. bill paying. Like, well, you, so, you have to be this day and age. You can't have that surprise. And then all of a sudden, like you said, you need to buy. You've talked about this before. Maybe you need to buy, you know, pull ups or, you know, lunch food and things like that. And all of a sudden, your cards decline. Oh, wait a minute, what's going on here? Ah, or or a midlife not a midlife crisis or like you know something happened. I'm a homeowner. You're a homeowner. Guess what? Things break. Sure. <laughs> or cars break. So it's like. Oh shoot! I just spent eight hundred dollars and got my car fixed. That went all of my, you know, extra spending. And then, oh shoot! Here's my zombie sailor toys that I forgot that I pre-ordered three months ago. Right. So, I uh, I hope for this, and I and not every place is like this, but a lot of them are where they actually charge you when the pre-orders made. I know some people dislike that. I'm actually the exact opposite. I love that Ringside does that. I prefer that because that way I know the money's taken out. And yes, I I do the same thing. If I pre-order, I I will do a pre-order if I have the option to pre, uh, pay through PayPal because PayPal will immediately take the money out, right? Instead of wait until so like I did that on the the Super Sevens, right? Uh, with the Good Brothers and things like that because I knew the money was coming out immediately and I wasn't going to get a surprise charge you know, six, seven months from now, whenever those good brother figures come out. And there's also things like uh, PayPal does like the uh, buy in installments now. And like Klarna where you pay one fourth of the price now and then the remainder every two weeks. So if a couple hundred bucks is a little bit out of your budget, that may, that may kind of, that would kind of even it out. Would it not? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So that that'd would be, be fifty bucks every uh, every two weeks. Like that's every every payday. You know that that's that's, that's a yeah that's more palatable than a big two hundred chunk and thirty for shipping and going. Oh lord, what just happened here? Exactly. Yeah. So, but I, I'm I'm looking forward to the toy line. I know he's doing reveals all the time of new stuff. I'm sure by the time this drops, there may even be something new. Hopefully, there is because I think this toy line is going to be great. Um, kind of moving forward, um, Travis, what has you excited, man? Um, I mean, I know you mentioned King Kong Bundy. Is there anything else though? Uh, the, I'm excited for, and I, I know we don't see him very often, but the next, uh, you know, couple installments of Joe, uh, classified Shartans sure. coming out, Flint, uh, Cobra Trooper, uh, and uh, they even, you know, recently announced the uh, the movie figures. They you know, did, of yeah. Snake Eyes, Storm Shadow, Baroness, and I think a second Snake Eyes in like a gray. So, uh, you know, the, the, the I have a, a major nitpick right off the bat is they already showed the Snake Eyes without a mask and his face wasn't deformed. But you know, I realize that. This movie is not being made specifically for me, um, but <laughs> gotta wait, wait, I, wait and see, right? Yeah, but uh, excited about that, and uh, excited 
about some of the newer, uh, you know, I don't collect them, but I, I like seeing them. The, uh, the, the McFarland DC stuff. Cause they've, yeah, uh, sure, man. they've got some new build a figures coming out. He's doing a, uh, the next build a figure is quarterly. And I, for, I forget who it is, but you're going to be able to buy one figure. It's the Batman beyond wave, right? I think so. Yes, I have seen that. Those look really cool. And uh, so, like, the Build-A-Figure is going to be, you know, you're going to, you'll spend 25 bucks for it uh, to get the Build-A-Figure, but then he's going to re-release the figure without the Build-A-Figure part. So, like, you know, Todd McFarlane's really got his, for a comic artist, like, he's really got his hand on the the pulse for... Uh, for figures, so and, and most Why of not? those if figures are going to spend. Been, if they're going to spend money, let them spend money. You know, he's never had that problem with Spawn figures and uh, all the McFarland sports figures. He he's never had a problem with getting people to spend a whole bunch of money with them. Okay, so to kind of change gears again, Travis, is there um, anything that you're seeing in stores right now? Anything that's popping out to you? Anything that's getting you excited? What's going on in that world? Uh, my figure hunting recently has, uh, within the week, just been been a lot of the same. Uh, I have seen a mix of uh, Elite 82s and 83s hitting. I'm seeing those so as well, yeah. I saw... Uh, I uh, saw the whole line of 83 other than Edge. That was kind of strange, but uh, being a huge Sasha fan, it was great to finally get a really good figure of Sasha. Um, and, you know, I, I don't do... Uh, I don't really collect... Uh, actually, I don't at all. There's no really about it. I don't collect Hot Wheels, but I found... Uh, you know, my kids do. But I found a Battle Cat uh, monster truck that oh, from from Hot Wheels. It's a it's a bit it, you know it's a couple bucks, two three bucks. But it's a uh, it's a green monster truck with a tail and the red armor that that drops in on top of it. So uh, you know we've talked about it a bunch of times where you go into the toy aisle, you're like, I want to buy something. Oh, there's nothing you're like. Oh wow, that's cool! And you know, just I walked out with a uh, a Battle Cat Hot Wheels uh, monster truck. Very nice, very nice. Um, anything, anything out in your neck of the woods? Yeah, I, I've looked the last couple of days. Nothing's really stood out to me. I think, I think me and you are probably in the same boat in the fact that even if I'm not really needing anything, I'm still looking. You know, I mentioned last week I saw some of the DC uh, multiverse figures. And I'm like, oh, those are kind of cool, but I don't know. Like, I kind of get out of the mindset of, like, wanting to buy something. But then you know, I do deal with buyer's remorse and stuff sometimes, too. I uh, I ha- I don't want to buy this set because I feel like it's a little much. But I know a lot of people are wanting it, and that's the Turtles in Disguise set from NECA. And yes. I have not seen that in person yet. Um, I- I'm kind of of the mindset with the, uh, the NECA Turtle cartoon figures because they actually just showed uh, – pictures of um, Ace Duck and Mutagen Man, which looks incredible, which is up for pre-order. Um, that that was a really cool set, but I, I'm kind of just... 
I don't know if NECA is going to go that way or if they make like, you know, Pirate Donatello or Sheriff Leonardo. I don't know if I would want to get those or not. I mean, it's kind of that. And we'll dive into it when we get more into the turtle sets because there's a lot there's a lot out there, you know. Oh, yeah. The NECA, I, NECA knocks it out of the park with their turtle line, both cartoon and movie. Uh, and their San Diego exclusives with the video games. I know there's the pinball set that's been at Walmart that's been popping up as well. Mm-hmm. Um, that uh, I, I have not seen uh, hardly, or not hardly, I have not seen one of those Turtles in Disguise. Uh, I But I have like two targets within... 30 minutes of many, like, but in that same 30 minutes, I have 11 Walmarts. So right. anything that comes along, uh, cartoon turtles, uh, it's another reason I don't collect it. Cause I don't have a, a very prominent way to find it other than my friend, John out in Virginia, who is the exact opposite. He has like nine targets and two Walmarts. So, wow. um, yeah, he, uh, what he, about even probably, the, like, probably three or four of each within the, within a decent driving distance. Yeah. For, for some reason, Walmart planted their roots and we're a Walmart McDonald's, uh, part of the country. I, I can't explain it. We have more Walmart super centers than, you know, I care to, you know, I don't know. They're just everywhere. You know, they're, yeah. there's, there's one on, you know, there's one in Troy, and then the next city north of Troy is Piqua. And guess what? There's a super Walmart in Piqua, three miles from that. And the next city north of Piqua is Sydney. And guess what? That's the very first super Walmart or Walmart super center. And so, like, we've, we have an oversaturation of, of Walmarts in my area. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's kind of the way it goes, and and this in these days, man, I remember even up a couple of years ago, you know, Walmart, Target, Kmart, Toys R Us, a lot of places to go, and that's kind of a, uh, it's kind of been eliminated a lot, and it's it's kind of just disappointing, you know. Like I I remember finding good stuff at Kmart because no one went there, you know. Yeah, so. I, I found a, a four foot Spider Man figure that was a Kmart exclusive. It's this just giant Spider-Man that stands there, but he was like, he was standing there and I went, I need that. I need a four foot Spider-Man figure. Absolutely. In my life. I remember, um, probably back in, in like 2014, 15, I would say somewhere in there. I got into Marvel legends for a little bit. And, um, I remember finding good ones at Kmart because again, nobody went to Kmart and, and we had one in our town and it wasn't far from Walmart. And I learned at that point, like, man, if you ever need to go to like for one thing, Kmart's a place to go. Cause there's nobody there. And, um, of course that didn't bode well for the future of the store, but it was just kind of a cool thing. The fact that, you know, you could find good stuff there and crazy bread. Oh God. Oh, I miss crazy bread. I, <laughs> I may have to go a little Caesars after this. <laughs> I know. I'm thinking the same thing. I'm like, Oh, I need some crazy bread. I need a $5 hot and ready with a, uh, Side of crazy bread. Oh gosh, that sounds so good. Um, so, anything else you're uh, you're kind of finding on the pegs right now, or do you want to move on to the main event here? Uh, let's move on to the main event because I have a feeling we're going to be uh, talking about that a little little longer than 
than most main events. I think you are absolutely right. So obviously WWF Hasbro Series 1 was released in 1990, so I believe you'd be, what, 10 years old? I would be about 5 years old, roughly. Yep, 9, nine ten. And uh, like I said, these were just, I mean, the commercials were incredible. The look of the figures were incredible. They did an action move. Um, just everything about these, the, the cutout bio card on the back. Um, we both kind of talked about finding them and, and what our thoughts were. Um, 12 figures in the wave, and I'll start here at the top. You had Hulk Hogan, who uh, was in his Hulk, um, Hulk rule shirt, had the gorilla press slam action. The Ultimate Warrior in the green tights and the white boots with the Ultimate Smash, which I, which is weird that that's what it's called. But basically, he was a jumper, as what we know he, now. Yeah, he did, he did his uh, jumping shoulder block. Yeah. Um, or at least that's what I made him do when I got him. So Exactly. Um, and enough, the splash. You could you could make him do his splash as well because yeah. he didn't jump very high, but he landed on his belly most of the time. It was actually not a bad action for him. It's just... That was just not a great figure mold, I never thought. So it was one of those where it's like, huh, that's kind of a weird choice. But it made sense. There's better warriors coming. Exactly. Um, Third, Andre the Giant and his classic black one-strap singlet with the giant jolt, which is more like a headbutt, I guess, which that works for the Giant, I always thought. Yeah, he... uh... He'd, he'd headbutt the back of Hogan's head multiple times. <laughs> yes, he did. Demolition Axe with the Axe Attack, which is, again, kind of more of a, a Gorilla Press Slam. Demolition Smash with the Demolition Smasher. I liked his. It was almost like the uh, like a uppercut, in a way. Like, his arm would pull back yeah. and kind of come uh, kind of an upswing. Kind of worked yeah. for Smash, I thought. I mean, he smashes stuff, so it... Uh... Smash your face with an uppercut, right hand uppercut. And uh, cool thing about that Smash figure is, well, one those two demolition figures, Axe and Smash. You know, I know we'll get into future lines uh, in the in the future. Uh, if I said that twice, but <laughs> uh, those were individual molds uh, that they never reused because of the har- the harness. The, the chest gear and uh, Smash's left arm has that uh, elbow pad that's on his bicep instead of his elbow. Like, they never, ever used that uh, that mold again. So That's a very good point, yeah. And that's, and know, that's something we'll, we'll dive into with Hasbro's, where when something was reused, I felt like it totally made sense. It wasn't like... Kind of like you know, we saw it with Jack's classic superstars. It's like, really, you're using the super fat body for all the fat guys. It's like that doesn't really <laughs> that doesn't really fit Vader. That doesn't really fit Typhoon. You know, like it. Yeah. Why does Why does Vader have the same girth as Yokozuna? Right. That makes no sense. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So that was kind of a an interesting thing there. Uh, after Demolition Smash, we have Ravishing Rick Rude. He was in the purple and black um, pants which Mattel recently made a basic on that, which was fun. He comes yes. with the Rude Awakening headlock, which is... This was a great figure because you could you could use the hands to basically do a Rude Awakening, but also he had the headlock with the punch action, which was fun. Yeah, it's I, I always call that the little brother punch, where you put your little brother in the like headlock. Like a noogie, right? You're giving them a noogie. Like a noogie, yeah. Just noogie their head or you know bop them in the head a couple times. 
Um, after that, we have Macho Man Randy Savage in the orange tights with the yellow boots and knee pads um, with the elbow smash. Love this figure because his the way his hands were, were molded, that left hand did a really good jab, which Savage was known for, and that right hand was perfect for the elbow drop. So well done. Oh, I agree. And uh, so I got a question for you. And I, this is you know a question that I, I've pondered since 1990. Is that a face macho man or a heel macho man? Because we're going to get Macho King, who is a heel, later in the line. But this first macho man, would you consider this a face macho man or a heel macho man? I'm going to say heel because he was a heel before Macho King. Um, yes. Because he was a heel at WrestleMania five, which was what 1989 so March of 89 probably by the time these came out 1990 I'd say it's a heel that's what I I always thought that as well this is uh post mega powers right lust in your eyes Hogan like that that's where I threw this figure right at, right about that timeline of uh release so I always thought he was a heel as well but I know some people you know oh that's you know, this is the, you know, face or the good guy macho man. So, yeah, I don't think so. I, I would say bad guy, but I, but I always associated short trunks with bad guy macho. And I know he was a good guy during periods of it, but I felt like that this was definitely bad guy macho man for sure. Up next, we have Akeem with body slam action. Um, I had no idea. He's actually the one guy I didn't know who he was. Akeem. Um, I was just like, who is this big dude in the yellow sweater? Like, what the hell? And um, it's kind of crazy to think years later I realized that was one-man gang. And, yeah, but, I mean, also, too, we didn't mention this, Demolition being a tag team. There's also the Twin Towers, two tag teams in this first wave. Yep, that was – I remember the one-man gang, and I remember when – Brother Brother Slick found him and uh, brought the African Dream to to TV. That's and, right. Uh, shucking, juking, jiving, jive soul, bro. Uh, it's uh, the same. It's not the same body, but it, it's the same action as Andre, like a, yes. a headbutt slash pull back and does a headbutt. Which also, too, you talked about parts. I mean, I don't know any of Akeem's parts that were ever reused. Good point, because uh, nobody else wore a muumuu for a, uh, their <laughs> for their wrestling gear. No one else wore a muumuu. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what? Is, I mean, it's not a shirt. Well, what's like, weird is like if you see it in person, it looked way different than how it looked as as a toy. But yeah, it's like a a it robe, looks maybe like a, like, a, like a skirt, or yeah. like a shawl, or not a Charlie shawl. No, but a shawl. It's I don't know I don't know what it was but like I said it was just it was an interesting it was an interesting thing. Um, <laughs> then of course Akeem was followed up by the big boss man um, who uh, came with an accessory I believe this is the first one with an accessory if I'm remembering correctly. Yep, uh, nightstick came, came with a nightstick and he was wearing his sunglasses and he was a little bit of a fatter body. Um, but I this is also very distinctly heel big boss man. Oh yeah, because. I, this action was like a double arm. It was the opposite of the uppercut. You brought the arms up and they came crashing down. Which was cool because you could do it with the nightstick in hand. 
Ah, and that that's exactly what I thought of. I remember it, I I time, same thing like that late '80s, early '90s boss man where after his match he'd hit the uh, sidewalk slam, and he'd go and handcuff you to the ring to the rope and just beat the tar out of you. So uh, that that was I, I used boss man a lot, absolutely, uh, and I used the nightstick a lot, and I uh, I would put you know. That this is, you know, little Travis playing with his toys, but I would put the nightstick upside down, like on the, on the, to where the, the stick was on the bottom part of his hand, to where when he was hitting him, he would, he'd have more force and, and hurt them more in the ring instead of. You were so vicious. Uh, I, boss man scared me as a kid, man. He beat people up with a nightstick. Um, yeah, it's scary stuff. <laughs> Um, up next, we have the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase, who was in his black tuxedo and came with the Million Dollar title belt, which was awesome. Like, the only belt, I think, that ever came with a figure. Uh, yeah. Yeah, because the only other way to get a belt was with the ring, so. Yeah. Uh, Again, I, th- I felt like this was a little bit of a, a weird one because I always wanted DiBiase in trunks, not in the suit. But, you know, of course, we eventually get that. But, um, but yeah, the million-dollar title belt was such a fun accessory. And, again, he does the kind of the uppercut. It's with the million-dollar punch, which makes sense. The Yeah, kind of the uppercut, like, smash, same mechanism. I I think, you know, granted this is years and years and years before Stone Cold, but I think DiBiase had the Stone Cold curse where his no, no kid would want a plain black trunks, plain – Plain black knee pads and plain black boots. Right. The only thing he had were like the dollar signs on there, right? Yeah, he had like the silver or the gold dollar sign on the back of his trunk. So uh, I think they made they called an audible, put him out in a suit because when you saw it, you went, "Whoa, he's wearing the suit." Well, right? even so, now that Legends figure's in the suit, you know. Yeah. So good job on Hasbro, and I, you know, like you. You know, I would have much rather had my Hogan without his Hulk rules shirt, but right. You but know, what I do you felt do? like that Hulk was a, Hogan always rips his shirt shirt off, so that, and that, that was a, rolls with it. Yeah, that one was a little better because so he still had his trunks and knee pads on, but yeah, it's like I always kind of wanted them in like their in their wrestling gear, but you know, it is what it is. Next up, we have Jake the Snake Roberts. This was the second Hasbro I ever got uh, with the Python Punch action. And he also, he's in his uh, green tights with the uh, snakeskin boots. And he comes with Damien, which was amazing. Damien wraps around him. You could, you could, he could hold the snake, which was great. But also, too, he has the punch because Jake did the jabs. And that other hand was twisted in a way where he perfectly did the DDT. And the other thing that I did with that figure, um, I know he did the jabs, but with that right arm, I use that for his uh, uh, short arm clothesline that sure. he would do. For sure, absolutely. Like, I, I remember going, this is the perfect wrestling figure. You can do the short arm clothesline. You can do the jab. You can do the DDT. Jake is going to be my champion because he has more moves than anybody. And they also did it so well in the fact that Jake – wasn't a muscular guy and his figure reflected that which at the time I never really noticed looking back on it I'm like wow they really did that one well yeah he uh 
he wasn't six pack ab, Jake. He uh, he he had his uh, as Stone Cold would say, he had his keg of whoop ass in his belly. <laughs> you know, what, funny story about that. I heard on the Major Pod one time that uh, apparently a bone crunching Jake was like supposed to be in like series two or three and never happened. That'd have been a good figure to have with the vest yeah, and man. Uh, the vest. I'd have been the, all uh, for it. The yellow snake would have been fun. Revelation, absolutely. So, and that, that may have just been a rumor, but that'd have been a fun one to get. And the last figure in Wave One, like I said, big, big time wave, twelve figures in a wave. And I'm noticing that with some of these older waves, man, multiple figures, not just like four or six, like we see more today, twelve figures. Um, last but not least, with sleeper hold action, we have Brutus the Barber Beefcake. I almost want to say Brutus the Effin Barber Beefcake. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I was like, whoa, I. I... Yeah, he. Uh, I I met old brother Brood. I at a uh, before the the world closed down at a, a Columbus wrestling convention, and I bought his book and his T shirt, and he signed Brutus the effing barber beefcake inside of his autobiography. Roll with it, brother. Make you that make you that money. Like that's amazing. Hey man, that's what those guy. That's what those guys do. Like if they find a way to become relevant, they're gonna roll with it to. Take it, take it to the bank, man. Go, go with it. And good on him for doing it. Um, Brutus was in his like pinkish tights. He was also a jumper, which I felt was kind of a uh, an interesting choice for him. But again, he had his signature like long fingerless gloves, which I always thought were f- cool. And that arm was kind of bent in a way where you could uh, kind of do the sleeper hold in a way. And then that right I... hand was open, like he kind of was doing the scissors motion. And he came with a yep. pair of shears. I uh, I never really used him as a jumper, even though he had the the mechanism. Right. Uh, I always used it as a way to for him to get under, and then uh, he would lock in the uh, once he, once he came instead of jumping when you released it, he cinched up and cinched up that sleeper hold uh, when he instead of jumping. So that uh-huh. was my. That's how I, like, when when Brutus went to jump and and his legs popped out, like that's when he sinked in, cinched in that sleeper hold, brother, and you were about to get get your hair cut off. I love it, man. That's awesome. So that rounds out series one of WWF Hasbro's. Um, I don't know if there's a more iconic toy line than this. It's absolutely incredible. I actually ended up getting all twelve figures over time. Um, uh, I had a birthday, well, I guess my birthday of 1990, and I uh, got six of the of the ones I did not have. I, I had six at the time and got the remaining six um, for that birthday, including the ring. So I definitely cleaned up that birthday, um, but that might be the only wave of this entire line that I got every figure in the wave. So I think that was that was pretty cool. I. Uh... My brother and I, and I say my brother and I because Santa that year brought us both five. So we had ten of the twelve. Uh, we never had Akeem, and we never had Andre. So we never had the A's. Really weird now to think about it. But Santa, uh, Santa brought us. I brought me five. Brought my brother five, and then a combined gift was the ring. So this was. You know, very similar to, to Jeff and Scott, the the Hasbro line was a uh, 
joint collection between my brother and I. I soon uh, took it over um, and uh, got a few of Series 2 and then a couple of Series 3, but after that, they kind of vanished. But there were... uh, I never, ever remember seeing Andre on the pegs, and he was one that that I always wanted because I, you know... I wanted to slam Andre with my my slamming Hogan figure, and until I was an adult and eBay came around, I was never able to complete that dream. But I did. I think about twenty some odd years later. <laughs> it's all about buying your time. I remember. Um, I remember very specifically. I, I already told the story of finding Macho Man from Series One, and I remember a short time later I was able to talk my grandpa into getting me Jake the Snake. So I had two, and I remember this is kind of a funny story. My parents will still bring it up from time to time because this is how much I loved wrestling figures. Um, they were buying a car or doing something. It was one of those, and I don't remember exactly what they were doing, but it's one of those situations, and I'm sure you remember being a kid. And we've all experienced it as an adult now where they are in an office talking to a guy for a long period of time, and I'm just so incredibly bored. I remember them saying, they're going to have to do and this. this is before cable TV too, probably. There was no no waiting room either. Right, I'm just sitting there and just like I'm sitting on the floor because there's only two chairs. So it's just, it sucks. And I'm just like, oh. And I remember them saying, if you be really good, we'll, uh, we'll go get you a, a wrestler. That's all you got to say. I, I'm not going to say a word, period, because I wanted that wrestler. And yeah, so- low breakers over there in that chair just like smiling uncontrollably like, well, I'm, being but good. I, I'm, I'm being also good. look at me, look at me. I'm being good. I'm being good. But I, I'm also like I was incredibly impatient, and it's like you, you can't tell time as a kid. But you're just like, how long is this going to take? How long is this going? It feels like it's an eternity, you know. Oh yeah, as a as a father of a three and a six year old, dad, how long is it? Fifteen minutes. Three minutes later, how long has it been, <laughs> buddy? It hasn't even been five. <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding me? Exactly. So. I, 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 I've now lived it, but now I am seeing it as as a father of young children because they have no – they understand numbers, but no, no perception of time. Right. And so we did eventually get out of there, and they took me to Walmart, and they were like, you, you were so good. You didn't say anything. We'll buy, you, um, we'll buy you two wrestlers. And I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> This is going to be the greatest day ever. And so we go down the aisle, and they only had one that I didn't have. They had Smash. And I was just like, oh, no. Because it's like, I can get two, but the only ones they, the only other one they had was Jake, which I already had. So I found Smash, and I'm like, oh, man. And then so I'm like, I guess this is all I'm getting. So I'm, now I'm depressed, and my mom found... Axe and Rick Rude. So I ended up, so she had picked those up, but I'd already found Smash. And luckily, because I was so good, they decided to go ahead and get me three of them. So I got Smash, um, Axe, and Rick Rude that day. Um, And then sometime later, was able to get Brutus the Barber Beefcake. And like I said, for my birthday that year, I got Hogan, Warrior, Andre, Akeem, Bossman, DiBiase and the ring like that was a and I remember my birthday being at McDonald's and oddly enough I wanted it to be at McDonald's which is totally weird now to think about but 
No, but that was my brother had one at McDonald's. They would like. Well, they I remember they gave every kid there like a package of cookies, and I mean it was kind of a fun place at the time. Yeah, and I think some of them like would let the the birthday kid go back and make their own ice cream cone or ice cream sundae from the machine because back in back then the ice cream machine and the milkshake machine worked. So. I, I remember vividly my brother getting to make his own ice cream, and we have a picture of it for some reason. But yeah, like kids, like birthday parties at McDonald's was a thing, and they oh, they yeah. they sectioned off a part of the the restaurant where nobody could come over. And absolutely, that's awesome, man. I'm I'm jealous it, that it you had a, a McDonald's yeah. party. And I think I even got a pillow buddy that year too. Ah, we had a side story about the pillow buddy. The, we'll have to dive into. Buddy. I know those aren't action figures, but we're going to dive into the pillow buddies. Oh yeah, I, I have a. I, I want to tell a quick story about about that. Um, my, like I said I. I'm the. I have a younger brother. He's three years younger than me. So we, uh, my parents went out to go run an errand something and it it's it's december we're home from school on christmas break and uh, anyone with a little brother knows like you've got to you got to take advantage of that situation so um he was he was the snoop and he would go oh, around yes, and, and snoop snooper for, yeah he would he would go snoop for the christmas presents and I, being the the older, more intelligent one, like I said, I was you know ten, eleven, you know I was I was very ahead of my time as an eleven year old. I because I would tell him, you go find the the uh, you go look and you find the presents, but I am going to stand here in the living room or sit here in the living room and watch TV. So if mom and dad come in, I could yell, "Hey mom, hey dad." So you get the code to where you know to to stop what you're doing. So He's I was bait. never the one. That, <laughs> oh, absolutely! I, I never, I never wanted to be caught. But he uh, he snooped and he wouldn't tell me. But he said, "We've got wrestling buddies." I was like, "Awesome!" And that Christmas Eve, because our parents would give us their Christmas presents on Christmas Eve before Santa. Um. My mom and dad go, hey, go, uh, go look on the side of our bed. Uh, there's two. There's one uh, Christmas present for you and uh, you and your brother. And Jonathan, my brother, immediately starts running down the hallway and goes, "I get the Hulk Hogan. You get Macho Man." And like he, I didn't even know who the wrestling buddies were. So I got gypped out of a Hulk Hogan wrestling buddy. Because he pulled a fast one on me and wouldn't tell me who it was. But then the joke was really on him because he outed his own self for, for snooping. snooping. Yeah. Because he knew that there was a macho man and a Hulk Hogan wrestling buddy. Oh, man. my my. So speaking of that, that leads me down a whole rabbit hole. My parents were real slick when it came to... Because, I mean, I, I'm sure you you know with young kids, sometimes you have to do your shopping with the kids there. And I remember them yes. buying stuff for me and telling me it was for my cousins. And I remember very specifically, and we'll dive into this at, in Series 2, but they picked up a Jimmy Snooker, a Honky Tonk Man, and Rowdy Roddy Piper Hasbro's 
from Toys R Us. And I was like, oh, I really want those. They're like, well, we're getting them for your cousin Kurt. And I'm thinking, like, he doesn't even really like wrestling. Like, <laughs> why would you get that for him? Like, you know, I was like. You're, you're <laughs> rationalizing every reason of, like, well, they like WCW. Like, right. He likes Sting and Ric Flair. He doesn't want Roddy Piper. And I, or, and I remember that particular Toys R Us. And I don't know if you remember this. Sometimes Toys R Us would actually, like, give you some stuff, like, like random little grab bags and stuff. And. Oh yeah, erasers. Yeah, and they had this like, little, they had this little box. It was almost, yeah, it was almost like a McDonald's Happy Meal box, and you could cut it apart, and it was a sorry board. You could play the game Sorry. Sorry, that's awesome. But I was so mad that I wasn't getting wrestlers. I'm thinking, like, I don't want your crappy Sorry board. Like, <laughs> <laughs> screw you, pal. I want Rowdy Roddy Piper. And, uh, I'm sorry, I'm not getting wrestlers right now. You can keep your stupid game. Well, that's, and and I, I was just kind of like, you know, pouty, I guess, is the best way to describe it. But I, I think it's so funny because my parents would do that all the time. Like, I remember them buying a Hulk Hogan wrestling buddy and saying it was for my other cousin. And I'm thinking, like, why are you buying them all this stuff? Like, you know, like, where's, where's the <laughs> as, love as a kid, here? You never forget that. You don't forget that because those are the toys that, that we wanted, uh, hey, man. you know, my, my mom, uh, back in the mid to late eighties, very similar. She would, uh, she was very big in the Dayton Cincinnati area for toys for tots and did just this huge work for toys for tots. So she would take the donations, um, cause some people would give money as well as, as picking up, but she would, uh, take the, the checks and the, the money donations and, take me with her to go to Hills and Children's Palace and uh, all of these stores to go buy toys for the kids. Mm -hmm. And she, you know, she did a lot of the same thing where, you know, she'd go buy toys, but I was the, I was the thermometer. Like I want He-Man and, you know, like, so then like I'd see a couple He-Man that I want, but it would be like, two or three man at arms or two or three this. And she's like, well, Travis, this is for toys for tots. And, you know, I was young enough. I understood what, you know, that was code for these toys are going to be in the garage and not in my playroom. But yeah. same thing, you know, she still would, you know, sneak in a, a Christmas present uh, every once in a while during the, the toys for tots shopping. Yeah. Just, just being sneaky. Um, parents are good about that. Parent. They're very clever. I know. I, I, I'm learning as a parent to be For sure, man, to be, you got to, because you know what? Kids are smart and they will, they'll find it. They'll see it and, and they'll, they'll never forget it. So you've got to, got to be one step ahead. Yeah. Um, what's funny is my, my sister with my nephew, you know, this year, this past year, you know, a lot of lot more online shopping than from when we were kids. But what's funny is he is so, like, I guess oblivious, like he, he wanted this like toy weight set real bad where it's like a weight bench with a barbell on it and it's like all foam and it came in and had a picture of it on the box, but he never noticed. <laughs> <laughs> it's just one of those things, I guess you just, it didn't cause, but my dad works out of the house and he gets a lot of parts in every day. So it wasn't like a, it wasn't a weird thing to see a bunch of boxes, a bunch of big boxes. So I guess it didn't really shock him, but Right, just kind of kind of funny how it goes. But anyway, Travis, are you ready to pick our next main event for next week? Let's do it. 
So once again, I, I feel like I need to throw curveballs at you. So what I'm going to do is take three toy lines that only had a single wave. Ooh. Yes. And uh, I think I found some doozies here. First up, Dick Tracy. Good one. Number two. Now, th- of course, these are nostalgic waves, not like current day, modern night right. versions, but like back in the day. Number two, Toxic Crusaders. Ooh, another num- good one. And number three, Primal Rage. Yes, there was a Primal Rage toy line, and I had some of them, and they were amazing. Like Primal Rage, the video game. Yes, they were like the dinosaur fighters. All right, so I'm, I'm going to keep true to, to how I've done it. The the first one that's going to go is man. It's a tough decision, is it not? It is. Give them to me one more time. We've got Dick Tracy, Primal Rage, and then what was Toxic the Crusaders. Second- Toxic Crusaders. All right. First one that's going to go is Toxic Crusaders. Uh, I will say I thought that's what you were going to go with. I'm shocked. Man, I, I, you know, I remember the cartoon and I remember the figures because I, I think Toxie even had a glow-in-the-dark variant. It's a, um, actually a super underrated toy line. Um, Wasn't it by Playmates, the same guys that did Turtles? It was. They're almost... They're, I, I'm pretty sure they're compatible with Turtles, and there was actually a planned crossover, but Toxic Crusaders never quite got the fandom that Turtles got. So, uh, we'll we'll pass on Toxic Crusaders. Um, I, and then we the second one that's going to go... Is Dick Tracy? So we're going Great Primal Rage. Line. We're going to go Primal Rage because I remember seeing these only at KB Toys. Because they did they come in? Were they carded figures or clamshell or both? You know, I honestly don't remember. I remember. I'm kind of looking at them up right now because I don't want to dive into too much because there's. They were, they, oddly enough, I didn't even know this when I picked them. These were also Playmates. Oh. Uh, but I remember having, um, well, do you want, there might be more of them than I realized. Apparently there was waves all the way up to 96, so I could be wrong on that, but still not a ton of figures. So I think we can knock them all out in one, but I remember having the two monkeys, which were, um, blizzard and chaos. And I thought that they were just amazing. So, uh, looks, I, like, uh... They're, looks like they're more like, like, like they have the J hook. But it's more of a clamshell packaging. That that's what I. It was kind of like that Marvel Legends clamshell packaging, but yeah. like narrower, I think, if I recall. So um, it look, well, I don't know. Say maybe not clamshell, more like a boxed pla- a plastic boxed packaging. Yes. So let's go another obscure Primal Rage. I'm I'm excited for it. I think it'll be a fun one to dive into, but. I hope you guys enjoy. We always we always like raptors and we always like dino, dinosaurs and big animals, of big course. dumb animals. Of course, it's it's amazing. Dinosaurs that fight, like how could that not be a fun toy line? You know. 
I mean, I'm 40 years old and I still like lots from dinosaurs fight and they've been, they've been around for thousands of years fighting. Exactly. That's why we still, we still love it today. We still love it today. Absolutely. Um, but if you have questions for us, shoot them over to us at TV or at TV toycast at yahoo.com and follow us on our social media at TV toycast. Travis, anything else you want to add before we get out of here, man? Uh, don't have anything to add when uh, you hope your your figure hunting is prosperous and uh, everybody finds what uh, what you're looking for. Absolutely. Thank you guys and we'll see you in the toy aisle. <laughs>